Welcome to Doing Well, Doing Swell with Mallory Love is your best hostess. If you really wanna feel, let me show you. Here's the deal. Grab a pen, grab a paper. This is gonna be our year. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Doing Well, Doing Swell. I'm your host, Mallory Lovings, and today we're going to be talking about all of the emotions and what we can do to embrace our emotions and how embracing these emotions can help us become more fulfilled and more successful in our everyday life. It can eliminate anxiety, it can eliminate depression, and it can overall help us understand what we want to do with our lives, which I, I mean, come on, we're all struggling a little bit with that, aren't we? If you're not, let me know because I'm still trying to figure it out. So I'm going to touch on three different points that I came across within the past two weeks that have helped me out a little bit and better understanding different ways I can navigate my life and, you know, help myself progress. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was toxic positivity. I was listening to a podcast with Brene Brown and Dr. Susan David, and they were talking about how positivity can be toxic because we start lying to ourselves and we start ignoring our true feelings and not talking about that with other people. And then as other people are talking about their problems, we are also ignoring the feelings that they are feeling because we're trying to be positive and we're trying to find the best thing to say. But in reality, when you're feeling a type of way and when something has happened that is bad and has you in an unpleasant mood that's not positive because life happens, it's okay to not have the right thing to say and to maybe not understand how you're feeling. And it is purposeful and beneficial to just sit in that emotion and understand why you're feeling it and really break it down. Dr. Susan David talked a lot about emotional agility and being able to identify how our emotions are affecting our thoughts and our actions and our behaviors and that we should not deny or invalidate our emotions when we feel them, but we should use them as data, not directives, not definitions of who we are, but as data to better understand how we work, how we respond to things, what we may need. She also talked about this thing called signposting emotions, meaning that your emotion is giving you a sign that you may need something or that you may be missing something in your life that you might not be able to see. She made a really good example of talking about, you know, some people say when they watch the news, it just makes them nothing but angry. And that's fine. The news can do that. But when you stop and think about it, is the news what's making you angry or is it that they're talking about injustice and you feel voiceless so you feel helpless and that is what is causing you to say you're angry and she talks about how it is very important to be granular with our emotions and to kind of declutter how we are describing how we feel because Sure, you might be angry, but there's also many other emotions that come with anger, helplessness, being disappointed, being frustrated or annoyed. We often channel these words into one word, being anger, and it never really dives into the dimensions of that emotion. Dr. David was talking about words that we should focus on uncluttering and diving in more to the dimensions of those words. And she used words like stress or busy because a lot of people, you know, substitute stress for busyness, saying everything's just so busy. I'm so busy. Well, maybe your busyness is stress and you can break that down a little bit. She said the angry is a word we should declutter as well as sadness 
because they all have so many different dimensions of them and they are deeper than just that one emotion that we are labeling them under. Another point that I wanted to cover before I even listened to this podcast was journaling. I was reading this book. It's actually a Virgo book and it talks about self-care for Virgos. (laughs) I know it's a little bit ridiculous, especially if you don't listen to astrology and stuff, but I don't know. It may or may not be true, but either way, the book helped me. So I continued to read it. It was talking about bullet journaling because not everybody likes to journal. So it was saying that if you just, you know, kind of bullet journal in your day, maybe write down, you know, three to five bullets of just a couple of words that describe how you felt about something or maybe something that happened in your life and that it's good to even just do those couple bullets because it gives you an outlet to express those feelings and also to go back and reflect on those just to get it out of your system. This goes hand in hand with the podcast that I was listening to because Dr. Susan David talked about how one of her teachers when she was younger used a different approach that she hasn't experienced before or heard of anybody else doing. One of her teachers decided to become pen pals with her, if you will. She would write an entry and then turn it into her teacher, and then, you know, in a couple of days, the teacher would write back and give it back to her, and they essentially kept exchanging these messages, and it became extremely therapeutic for both of them because... One, you realize how many emotions you jot down on a single piece of paper without even realizing that you're doing it. And then two, you get to kind of share this with somebody else and they don't have to respond to it or they can, but either way, you're being truthful about your emotions and how you're feeling and you get to share that with somebody else and then you get that in return because they respond to what you're saying and even if they don't know what to say they're saying I'm sorry that you're going through that or that must suck you know they acknowledge it and you feel a little bit less alone and then in addition to showing your truth to somebody else they're going to do that right back to you which no, doesn't take away the feelings that you're feeling but at least it helps you feel a little bit less alone And I just thought that story was super cool. And now I want more pen pals. (laughs) So seriously, if you want to be pen pals, DM me, shoot me your address. You can send it to me via Instagram at Miss Mallory Lovings, or you can send it to me via email at insidemallorysbrain at gmail.com. And I will write to you within the next couple of weeks and we can have a little pen pal relationship going on. It'll be fun. The last things that Brene Brown and Dr. Susan David really reiterated in this podcast were that emotions are an admission that we have to pay to live a fulfilling life and and we don't need to label these emotions as bad because they're just emotions and they don't define who we are they just give us better data that helps us discover who we are and how we react and how we behave and That was a huge key that I took away from it because I personally, you know, I don't like being angry and I don't like being sad. And I will say it's something that I struggled with for a really long time. At some point, I was numb. I didn't feel anything besides, you know, the positive poly I was trying to be. And and sure, I was happy at that time, but I wasn't fulfilled because I wasn't feeling everything. I wasn't giving my all emotionally and being vulnerable with other people to kind of grow my life in a deeper sense. And since I realized how much that was hindering my relationships and just overall my life and my presence even, 
my life has done nothing but grow exponentially in all different areas, like in all different areas. So I just can't stress how important it is to be aware of your emotions and be emotionally intelligent enough to know that, yes, I am angry or disappointed because of this or whatever, and understanding how you react and how that plays a a role in your life. I want to tell you a little story that also solidified my emotions and that being in my emotions is okay because I often struggle with feeling like a burden if I'm sad or if I'm mad or upset in any type of way. I don't want to affect the other people who are around me and put them in a bad mood. And one thing that I really admire about my friend Carson, if you don't know who Carson is, he's been my best friend since we were in second grade. He'd say third, but whatever. I'm sure you'll learn about that eventually. Anyway, I was with him the day that my cat was put down um, and he went to kitty heaven. And I know some people are like, it's just a cat. But for me, this was my best friend. Uh, You know, I had him since I was little and I just never imagined my life without him, even though I knew that time was going to come. And I happened to be with Carson when this happened, which was really a blessing. I think Fart knew what he was doing when he left this earth and I was on a naturecation with my best friend and I was allowing myself to feel all of these feelings that I was feeling and grieving Fart. And one thing that I really admire about Carson and I's friendship is that he gives me the space to feel and also feels with me. And there was a point when we were on our first hike of the trip, it was so beautiful. It was a slot canyon in Southern Utah. And I felt so bad because yes, I was enjoying myself and I loved the views, but I was so sad and I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer. And there was a part in the hike where Carson just came up to me and he grabbed my hand and he said, you know, life sucks sometimes and it makes us sad. But it's okay to be sad because we know we're going to continue making the best out of life that we can. And he just encouraged me to feel my feels and let me know that it was okay. And when I was ready, we were going to dance it out and get all of these emotions out and rejuvenate ourselves. But I can't stress enough how important it is to surround yourself with people that make you feel open to be vulnerable and to be emotional and to talk about your feelings and if you can't talk about it to feel your feelings because a lot of times there are people that make us shut down and we don't want to talk to them because we don't know how to because they might not know how to handle their own feelings therefore how can they handle somebody else's feelings oh that was a tangent and I am so sorry but Rest in peace, Fart. You are mm, the biggest blessing I've had in my life. Thank you, Carson, for understanding how to handle me when I don't understand how to handle myself and for any other friend that does that for me, any other family member that does that for me. Big ups, big appreciations to you guys. The last thing that I wanted to touch on was finding your dharma. Dharma means right way of living, path of rightness. And I came across this saying on Instagram, actually. So so thank you, IG, for being the plug. But when I saw this thing about finding your dharma, it was kind of at the solidifying time of that, like, sure, nothing may be going right, but not everything is going wrong. And even though 
you know, I have up days and I have down days and I have sad days and I have depressed days. It's not all bad. And how I want to live my life goes along with being in tune with my emotions, acting on those emotions and how I feel to become a better version of me and recognizing how I feel towards certain things to understand what I do and don't like, what I do and don't want to be around, what I will and won't put up with. And ultimately, that has led me to find my dharma. I feel like I am living my life in the right pathway, and I feel like I am doing things that are to better the fulfillment of what I feel like I am put on this earth to do. Do I know what I'm put on this earth to do? No. But I do know that I'm put on this earth to live the best life that I can live. Like, I view life as a game and I want to play it as best as I can. I want to experience the most that I can in the best way that I can. And for me, that's just living it, feeling it, being in it, doing it. Knowing that I am worthy enough to do whatever I want to put my mind to and be successful at it. It's as simple as that for me. And... I've had a lot of anxiety and depression, if you will, about what the F I'm doing with my life. And I'm not saying that's going to go away right away. And I'm not saying it's gone now. But I will say over the time of focusing more on my emotions and being okay and being in tune with my emotions and feeling those and navigating through them to see how they affect me has done me wonders. And journaling is my best friend. And now I have my dharma. And me and my dharma are ready to take over the world. (laughs) So with that being said, if you want to be a pen pal, hit me up. I already told you the details at Miss Mallory Lovings on Instagram and at Inside Mallory's Brain via Gmail. I'll put my information in the description of this episode so you can send me your address via email or Instagram. If you want to check out Brene Brown's episode with Dr. Susan David on the dangers of toxic positivity, you can go to Brene Brown's Dare to Lead podcast and find it there. It was recent. It was like March 8th. Um, And it's a two-parter. It's pretty long, but I would say it's a pretty good listen. And then the book that I'm reading, The the Self-Care for Virgos, they have them for all of the astrology signs, and I highly recommend. It's been good. Even if you don't believe in that stuff, it's a good thing to follow to just kind of give you different ideas of what you can do to amplify your life a little bit. So that's all I have for you on today's episode of Doing Well, Doing Swell. I hope you took a little something, something away from it. Hit me up if you did. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you took away. Let's be pen pals. Remember to be well and stay swell. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you all. I'm Mallory Lovings. Peace.